Well, happy Thursday. Welcome to Perspectives from WFSU Public Media. I'm Tom Flanagan. You are always welcome to be part and parcel of the conversation, as it were, at 850-414-1234 or drop us an email, perspectives at wfsu.org. At the outset, right back before the news, we mentioned the fact that there have been so many celebrations and festivals and other reasons for people coming together and having a good time in the past several weeks. And we have a big one that is just about upon us because it will be getting underway this weekend. And it has extended to an entire week of celebration. And that's why we're going to be talking about it for the next hour here on Perspectives. It's called the Soul of Southside Arts and Humanities Festival. It's an intergenerational happening that is celebrating the rich and diverse history that exists in Tallahassee's Southside. And uh, it is going to feature neighborhood history tours and a youth entrepreneurship expo and forum and food trucks and music and all kinds of goodies. The list of happenings goes on and on and on. So I'm not going to talk about it. We have a whole panel to do that. And we're going to go around and meet them right now and get the conversation started. And again, you're always welcome to be part of that, too. We are joined by Christic Henry, of all people. Hey, y'all. Good morning, Tom. It is so good to see you. How you been? I have been good. We've been doing a lot, but I have been good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why we are so happy that you could come and join the conversation on this, Christic, because, boy, it would not be a celebration of the South Side without uh, talking to you and your background and neighborhoods and community involvement and all that kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. We're grateful for the partnership with WFSU, and we're grateful moving forward as we try to unify this community around its history, its culture, and its its just spirit, and that's what we celebrate. Okay. Well, Mr. Joe Thomas joins us here, too, and, uh, and sir, thank you so much for being a part of this here, and you've been, you've been re- recovering from a little bit of downtime, but, boy, yes. you're raring to go and back into it now. I'm huh? back into it, and thank you again for inviting me to be here as well. There's a lot of good things going on in the community right now, and I'd love to be a part of that. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about it, too, Joe. Thank you for being on here. Well, uh, one of the uh, broadcast stalwarts of this community is also joining us, uh, Darius Doc Baker, award-winning broadcaster, current PD, which is program director at Hallelujah 95.3, impresario, talent developer, and overall nice guy. Doc, good to see you, sir. Hey, good to see you, Tom. Just happy to be here and be a part of the Solar Southside Festival. And I'm excited, man. We got some big, thing, big things coming. Well, it is going to be a super, super celebration, and uh, we got to get some more information from your compadre right there next to you, uh, Nicole Edwards, who joins us here as part of our discussion today. Nicole, how have you been? I've been well, Tom. Just busy doing this work of the Solar Southside and excited for 2022 and what we have in store for the community. Well, it's also going to be an educational happening, and we could not leverage in that educational component without a member of the board of the Leon County School District, and that is in the persona of Daryl Jones. Hey, Daryl. Hello, Tom. It is great to be here with you uh, and to be a part of what I believe is a renaissance that is occurring in our community, and that is a greater appreciation for the history and the placemaking of uh, neighborhoods that have uh, have continued to thrive and survive in our neighborhood and to be able to amplify the work and the interests and the talent found therein. Well, for so many years, and we remember the debut of the 
Southside Initiative, which was going to be transformative, where there would be entrepreneurship, there would be a revival of homegrown business and enterprise and all of that in the area. And that kind of languished for a long time. Are we starting to see some actual movement now? And that's why I refer to it as a renaissance, right? That there is a re-emphasis, not only from the larger public, but from the persons who live and reside and do business and worship in those communities. There's a greater sense of urgency to be impactful. We realize that we are indeed the champions of our own destiny. And so as we take time to take an overall look, look at our future, but then look at our past and the elders as well as the young found in our community and creating the types of linkages that help us to put forth those stories that we might be empowered and encouraged to do more. And that's what this Southside Arts Festival is so important because as this renaissance comes into both, uh, it, it goes in companionship with purposeful investment in our community, but then also showing the human part, the human perspective, the talent, the interest, the dreams, the aspirations of these neighborhoods and these communities are now going to be put on the forefront how great that we have a stalwart like Joe Thomas, who for years has been a champion for children and for activities, have been able to have the type of impact uh, in our community that has been that has expanded over a course of generations. To now be able to talk about him and to give him an opportunity to share his stories about what has been the change of the complexion and the activity of our community, that's important. So it gives, and he's not the only voice, he's one of the voices, but we're going to try to amplify more voices like his as a part of our recapturing this renaissance for our communities, uh, particularly, most specifically, on the south side of Tallahassee. Well, what a nice handoff here to amplify the voice of Joe Thomas. And we were talking out in the in the lobby before we got this program underway, Joe, that right. this really began kind of as an offshoot of Emancipation Day, May 20th here yes. in Florida, but now is incorporated into that overall uh, marking into an entire week of happenings. Right. I think it's a great thing because as, as we were seeing uh, and looking at it, even from the 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 the, spec, the respect of um, the emancipation program, which we we started the first program we had back in 1976, you know, it was a long time ago. We started right there at Walker Ford Community Center, and it ran for like 37 years uh, there at the center. I'm just I'm just really glad and happy to know that this program is here now because it seems as if that kind of dropped off the program itself, and we put a lot of work in that program for many many years, doing just what what um. Daryl just mentioned, as far as with the entrepreneurship, we did a lot of just showing different talent from the community. Southside, for some reason, when we hear the Southside, we always think that it's something negative. You know, we got a lot of negative things that always come along with Southside. Not just in Tallahassee, but in most cities you go to, there's always a Southside, and it seems like where that's the majority of the crime is being done and so forth and so on. We all supposedly people who are not doing as they should, you know, they're in their communities. But that's not true. And I know for a fact that on the south side here in Tallahassee, we have a lot of good people. We have a lot of good young kids, but we need to just give them more direction. And programs like this is going to help them become better citizens. Who don't want to be productive in their in their neighborhoods? 
And I think programs like this are going to cause our kids to want to be productive. You know, they want to be on the positive side of things. But if we don't give them these type of activities, they're not going to be able to experience that. So they go out in the streets and do whatever is necessary to try to get that attention that they need. And one thing I can say, too, I know back in the days when we were dealing with even the the Leon County Juvenile Justice Council, where we was working with kids, young kids, and dealing with them, and a lot of, a lot of the juvenile justice system said our area was the was the had more risk factors to become with, with juvenile crime. And we worked, we worked, we formed the South Side Coalition of Neighborhoods. We had like forty two neighborhoods uh, in that particular coalition, and we worked as a group to make sure that did not happen. And what happened was we were able to reduce juvenile crime in that area for about seventy six percent. And we get, we got all kind of accolades from the governor and so forth and so on because there were some good things happening from those activities that we, we we were doing. And not just to see this coming back because I think it's going to mean a lot to so, so many people. And we're just excited about making sure that I play the part as much as I can to make this work and to contact as many other people to come out and be a part of this event. Krista Henry, how, how did the whole idea here of the Soul of the South Side celebration becoming an entire week of activities, of literally nonstop happenings, to do exactly what, uh, what Joe talked about there, to engender that kind of pride and community involvement and, and get young people excited about where they live and, and proud of it? Well, I want to just preface that uh, Nicole was able to do a presentation at Leadership Tallahassee um, for the Youth Leadership Tallahassee group. And um, one remark that she made to me is that the South Side kids were excited. They had identity in a space where they don't usually have identity. And I think that's what this is all about. It's about identity. Um, we expanded it to a week because we should have PTSD from doing it in a weekend last year. Um, I think many of us are recovering. But, um, you know, we expanded it until a week so that we would have the time to really pay due diligence to many of the components that, um, that as Joe spoke of, you know, Mr. 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 Joe spoke of, you know, we're just answering the voices of the of the ancestors of those that have come before us. I know that they used to do a whole week of festival events at the Walker Ford Community Center under the guise of emancipation every year. And so it didn't necessarily spring forth from that, but him reminding me of that just really speaks to the point that there's a spirit, there's a there's a voice that is resounding in this community that says that we need to identify this community in the manner that is consistent with the work, with the with the spirit, with the with the advocacy that has gone on before and and that this festival has to reflect that voice. So expanding it into a week is just really giving us that time to really develop those um, components, and also to bring on the wonderful partnerships that we have and we'll talk about here, sh- here soon. But some great partnerships for events throughout the whole week. And I know people are working and got a job, but and we're trying our best to make sure that the events are happening when people can participate, which is very important as well. But um, we needed a week. We need a week. Actually, we need a month, but we're going to start with a week. Right. And, um, you know, we'll we'll move it forward from there. But I think that it just speaks and echoes the work and the advocacy that has gone on before us. And we're just another another remix, the 2.0 of what has already been done. So so it ain't even that hard, right, to, to visualize what this looks like. And we know that it's just going to expand and grow from here because it, it's a resonant voice of the past that is saying identity, identity. Tallahassee Southside has an identity, and we need to do what we can to make sure that people understand it and that we understand equity in place and that African-American communities that have a unique heritage of African-American culture 
They deserve place in communities that they have occupied, advocated in, and worked in for decades upon decades. That's Tallahassee's South Side. So we want to honor this community in the way that we carry out this festival to the best of our best of our capability. The soul of the South Side celebration, what we're talking about our perspectives. We'll be back in just a moment and take your call at 850-414-1234. We'll be right back. Back on Perspectives, which is always available online at WFSU.org. We try to have the latest program up online within 24 hours of when it actually appears on the radio. And you can go back and listen to it as many times as you would like. Or for the first time, if you missed it, on the radio. The Soul of the Southside Arts and Humanities Festival is our topic today on Perspectives. And uh, Nicole Edwards, we were just talking with Krista Henry, who mentioned how important it is to have that sense of place and belonging and community and all these other positive things in a neighborhood region like the South Side. How do you get more folks involved in that? So it's not just, oh, it's these people down here and, you know, we're over in our own place and we don't really have any interaction with those folks. How do you get them in and find out what it's all about? So human beings are compelled by stories. And so for the Solar Southside Festival, history and storytelling has been a major component. Last year, we took oral histories from about 21 people from 10 different neighborhoods in the Southside and put together a short film, um, which tells the stories of the folks that live, work, and play in Southside. And so we will continue in that vein. Um, Neighborism was really big last year. This year, our focus is on freedom to learn, and we we will be highlighting schools in the Southside with our flagship event um, related to history and culture being an evening of remembrance, freedom to learn, where we will have Dr. Marion Missy McGee, Dr. Tamika Hobbs, and Dr. Tiffany Packer coming together for a dynamic evening of learning and exchange and action as we celebrate the freedom to learn. And so this community forum will be moderated by none other but Mr. Daryl Jones. And um, we will feature presentations and a panel discussion. And so we're super excited about that. That will be taking place on May 19th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the AC Marriott Hotel. And so it's free and open to the public. We do ask that folks register. But again, we'll be talking about history and the importance of getting those stories out so that folks know what is going on with the people of the South Side and can relate to those experiences. You know, I think knowing um, we, 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 the ability to be able to walk into walk in someone else's shoes is huge and you won't be able to do that unless you know their story. So we, again, are excited about this. And uh, another component will be our getting stories from folks that attended Southside schools. We have a neighborhood tour that will be taking place. And we will be um, leaving from the True Fellowship Holiness Church, which is right there on Family Way, and traveling to six Southside schools and also going to Walking Forward and so- showing the short film and also collecting information to do story oral, oral histories um, and getting the children involved. We actually plan on, during the summer, engaging our youth, our Southside youth, to show them how to do oral histories and present them. So 
again, just storytelling is huge and, and very important and a major component of what we do. Well, that story, Mr. Jones, seems to be that link between education and emancipation. Yes. As a, if, if I may take this opportunity to also amplify, one of the things that we have done as a Leon County School District is reserved May 20th as a day set aside for the study of Reconstruction. The study of emancipation and Reconstruction because out of that movement, we can talk about what we know is the direct impact that that has had on our community. It was because of the Emancipation Proclamation and subsequently Reconstruction that we were able to create the original Lincoln High School, which was created by the Freedmen's Bureau. As a part of our telling these important stories during the Southside Arts Festival, we can go look at that, that original Lincoln High School, which is now the Lincoln Center. But it was that high school that when, when, when persons were recently emancipated, the Reconstruction Movement by now newly enlightened Americans of all colors realized that if we wanted to avoid creating a permanent underclass, we had to educate these recently freed slaves. Mm-hmm. Out of Reconstruction came not only Freedmen, uh, the, the, the Freedmen's Bureau creation of the Lincoln High School, out of that same movement would come the creation of historically black colleges across the country mm-hmm. to include our own FAMU. So when we talk about May 20th and the emancipation that occurred in Florida, the impacts are still ongoing. Now, there are children who will mistakenly think that the Lincoln High School that is green and white, green and yellow, green and gold, Mm -hmm. over on Trojan Trail is the first Lincoln High School. It is not. The original Lincoln High School that was created back in the 1860s for the purposes of cre- uh, cre- providing education for recently emancipated blacks, was created in this community and has conti- well, ha- and for generations, for nearly a hundred years, provided important instruction in this community. Here, the Southside Arts Festival, as a part of our placemaking activity, will be able to enlighten our young people. That hereby, so although there may have been. Uh, a, a severing, a fissure that occurred, here now through our purposeful efforts, we're able to knit that story together. Yes. That the Lincoln High School, right, there was a Lincoln High School that was, I believe it was purple and white or purple and gold, but it had its own traditions, it had its own accomplishments, it had its own set of statewide champions in sports. It also had graduates, distinguished graduates who still live in this community and graduates who left this community to have enormous impact. That's why this, I call it a renaissance, because we are reclaiming Mm -hmm. our history such that with the synergy that is created between the elders and the youth, Mm -hmm. knowing what we have come through what we have been able to achieve over the course of the, the lifetime of these historic neighborhoods, right? Here our young people can see, feel a sense of ownership. This, 
but we're saying this land is my land. Well, this neighborhood is my neighborhood. This community is my community. This city is my community. Is my is mine. And so that's what's so important about this time. And that's why we get excited about it. I can't help but be excited in the presence of Joe Thomas. I wouldn't be on the Leon County School Board were it not for men like men and women like him who stood tall that I could then stand then squarely on their shoulders to take our community even further. Amen. And the lucky thing for us is that while so many communities almost were ashamed of the original fonts of education for black folks, we still have that school. We still have, and, and, and subsequently, that's why it's important that we hold on to the artists and the music of our culture because it communicates so much, right? You think about this. All indigenous music in these United States of America, with the exception of the Appalachian music, were started by folks who look like us, Mm -hmm. right? So when we talk about original art forms like gospel music, Mm Jazz and blues and rock and roll, Mm -hmm. all of that. And so our kids in this arts festival get a chance to know about that. Mm. Okay. Doc, talk about that, the the, the music and the other entertainment components that are going to be part of all of this. Perfect. Hey, hey, all all I got to do is knock it down. Well, listen, I I mean, I am honored and um, and passionate about the position of entertainment within uh, the Solar Southside Festival, man. And last year, we were able to bring – one thing that I do when I talk to these national acts and – and I'm, I'm proud to say last year we employed over 82 local musicians um, with the Solar Southside. This year, it's around about 75 um, that are, you know, hired. They're, they're actually employed. And they're going to uh, come and give us entertainment with our Sundown um, Festival that's going to be on that Friday on the 20th and on the 21st. A lot of the national acts, uh, first thing I do is tell them what the purpose of the festival is before i start asking what it's going to take to get you here tell them about that and 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 it's and um it's pleasing to know uh that they are passionate about coming because of the purpose of it and they too have a south side in their city Mm. so they're asking hey man i wish i had something like that here because just like we have stories and we're proud of the uh, history that's on our south side they have the same thing there in their cities so what are we doing to preserve it every festival has a soundtrack has a a a a mood and i think the music sets the tone so that's my responsibility is to set the tone with the music the soul soul has so many meanings you have a soul we have a soul music has a soul so we have to bring in the appropriate people that can relay that feeling that vibe when you walk into the festival you feel a sense of welcome. You feel mm-hmm. a sense of, oh man, it, 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 it just feels right. It mm-hmm. feels good. You know, the music, the live music, you have the arts, you have the fenders and everyone speaking and having a good time. Um, it's amazing how you go into a doctor's office and they have the right music <laughs> to set the tone, you know, in the background. You go into a grocery store it's or, or a department store. They have music that maybe uh, will, will prompt you to spend more. We have music that's going to prompt your soul. It's gonna make you feel uh, the soul and what we're and what we hear about. So, on that uh, 
Saturday, we have Labrado coming in, who is a national artist, uh, urban mystic um, from um, down south in Fort Lauderdale. He's coming down. Dave Stewart, who is a saxophonist for um, Al Green and a graduate of uh, Florida State. He's coming, man, and he's excited. So many artists that are going to be a part of this. All live music. We're going to have the stage out. And I love what the Solar Southside did with the uh, Lake Anita Plaza, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful place, beautiful place in honor of a beautiful woman. And we set the stage right there where where, where we can envision it should go. You know, it's not complete there. But when we did it with the Solar Southside, people came and they were like, how did y'all build a stage there? You know, the covering, the LED screen with the lake backdrop, it, it just feels good. And 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 once something feels good, I think that's the that's the that, that's the start. Once it feels good and you know what it's all about, um, it, it just makes everyone <coughs> feels feel good about coming. And um, that's what we want to do. We want to welcome everyone to the Solar Southside all week, all, all week. week long. Yeah. yeah, well, that's such an important component of that. And and Joe Thomas, you remember, you know, whether it was the Redbird Cafe, whether it was you know folks like the Adderley brothers who this this was hometown for them and they were celebrated so much during the word of south you know right. one one survivor of the band coming back from USC to oh, yeah. you know to jam with the rest of the folks but this was a seething hotbed of musical development back in the day not just in the urban core right. but also the little the little um juke joints that were out surrounding the town. It wasn't just Bradfordville Blues Club. Mm -hmm. There were little jukes everywhere. And on Friday and Saturday nights and even Sunday afternoons sometimes, who weren't supposed to, but they were, they'd be rocking. And and so much good music (laughs) came out of here. But you're absolutely right because I, there's a number of places that can say on the south side now, what we call Frenchtown and all those different places. You know, they were good places to be. I mean, it was great places to go and have fun and enjoy. And like you say, everybody would come and be a part. And and and, and you made a good point too, as well as the idea of when we when we feel we go we can go a place and we feel that we are part of it. We even act different, you know, and that's important because a lot of times we kind of get away from ourselves sometimes by. Trying to fit in where you don't feel good at being there, and the next thing you know, you just you know different ones start reacting certain ways, and now you got a, a whole big mess going on with people just doing things that they should not do. But uh, I think when people come together, they enjoy themselves and they feel like they're part of the this event, like with the, with, like what we used to do even with the emancipation program. We was to, we used to have five thousand people at that center on those yards out there just having a good time. Mm. You know, we had all kind of entertainment. We had gospel entertainment. We had we had rock and roll. We had the blues. We had somebody that did live bands actually performing, you know, and people came and they really enjoyed it, you know, so they was waiting for the next year. And then we had other communities start trying to, you know, break off on what we were doing. They would do their thing in their own little communities, but that was well because we had enough people to go around. You know, there was a lot of people there. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun. And, uh, and that's what it's all about, when you can come enjoy and you can feel that it's, it's part of your community. And, you know, you want, you want to, who don't want to be a part of something good? You know, when you can feel good about it, you know, that's what it's all about. And, and reconnecting the community and, and, and Christic Henry, all the years, you know, you were driving force with the Council of Neighborhood Associations and all, trying to bring back kind of that, as, as Joe was saying, that block party vibe where you can go into any neighborhood. People are on each other's porches and they're cooking in the backyard and the kids are all playing together. And that cohesion 
knocks aside so much of the negativity that we see in in, in so many places nowadays. Listen, I, I get emotional. I got to calm down so I can get my words out. Um, everybody around this table has meant something to me. And this means a lot that they would, because this is a undertaking. This is a huge lift. And everybody at this table, when they were called to be a part of it, because you have to be intentionally inclusive, right? You have to make sure that all the voices are there. Um, and I believe in being guided by thought leadership in their spaces, because I don't know everything, right? But when you think about the South Side and what happens during homecoming, what happened, what used to happen during Be Out Day, what used to happen, you know, um, during concerts and things that happen associated with FAMU or in the community or at Walker Ford, that's what was happening when Joe Thomas was organizing the South Side, uh, you know, Association of Neighborhoods and Organizations back in the day, those 44 neighborhoods, they came together around an issue. But what they found was community. They found a sense of identity yes. and they used that spirit, that power, that driving force of identity to address the issues of the day. And out of that, they birthed so many cultural, cultural legacies, really, that have stopped. We got to get them back going That's right. because when we talk about the, not just the, the the neighborism and the the beauty of being around somebody's yard and somebody watching your car while you going over there in the street to, to participate in something or, or just the sheer recognition that, hey, we have a shared sense of place, sense of value, sense of identity. But also let's talk about the microeconomic impact that Doc alluded to. Seventy five local artists getting paid from this event. Local artists, the majority of them minority. And so when we talk about the economic impact of local festivals and we talk about all the stuff that's important to us, connectivity, neighborism, uh, you know, community lift, value, implementation, I want to also put on that the impact on the microeconomic level of exposing micro entrepreneurs to 5,000, 7,000 people over the course of a weekend, what does that do for them when they come and set up a booth and they have the opportunity to market their service to over 7,000 people? Come, That's why you should come. That's why you should come. When you talk to yourself and you say, I want to do something for the South Side, know that people want to do for themselves in the South Side. What you can do for South Side is come and experience it and leave with a different perception. Because these schools, these principals, our representatives, our leaders, everybody in the space that is working with this festival and working with other initiatives, they are working hard because they believe in this community. They love this community or they love people attached to this community. And I want Tallahassee to rediscover that. Rediscover the love that is here, the commitment to one another that drives and helps something like this happen in somewhere like Southside, at somewhere like Lake Anita, where we need a permanent stage, where we need a venue where people can perform on a regular basis and people can experience soul of Southside every weekend. They can experience this energy every, every, every opportunity they can experience it because it has all different types of level of impact. And that's what we want the soul of Southside to become for Tallahassee Southside, and as an example, to South to Tallahassee proper. Woo. Um, it's, it's a lot, but, you know, that that's the soul of it. That's the goal of it. And I'm just... And grateful. we'll be right back. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> in 
In case you're just joining us, the Soul of Southside Arts and Humanities Festival, our topic here today on Perspectives, kicking off really bright and early Saturday morning. A lot of folks going to be out running. Oh, my, my. Let's hope that the weather is cool and welcoming and not too much humidity, but that'll get her started and it will continue through the following Saturday, the 22nd, which is... I kind of think of it in terms of a if you go into a jewelry store and you have, you know, a gorgeous gem, but then the setting that that gem is placed in is also equally important. And, mm. you know, the gem we're talking about here, which the uh, Soul of Southside Festival will provide the setting for, is, of course, Emancipation Day. You know, May 20th, when uh, Florida became the leader, really, in the southeast with uh, General McCook over at the downtown area, and uh, that is commemorated still to this day. And if you have not um, checked that out during your time here in Tallahassee, that is a very, I think, inspirational and uh, and moving uh, situation that should be. And again, uh, Daryl Jones, back to education on this. Sure. You know, to, to get young people, again, with that sense of place that Nicole had talked about and Christic had referenced, to give them, you know, pride and purpose and a background for future action. Yes. Well, one of the things I think that I know that everyone sitting around this table is committed to, and that is a succession plan. Um, this, I grew up acknowledging May 20th and but my grandparents were in charge of it they had a sense of place that history we 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 pulled out photo albums and we did it as a family and as neighborhoods right because we all all lived in close proximity to one another we lived in the neighborhoods where our churches were Church on that Sunday in close proximity. Talk that was when you had like a duels day where you celebrated the men and the women. But but somehow my generation and subsequent generations following Mr. Thomas's generation kind of let those traditions and observances die on the vine. They no they they were they did not remain. They they, they started to become cliche. Right, we as in an effort to, I'm gonna say, as we became more, it was important to desegregate, not entirely to integrate, because in doing so, we lost some of that sense of history. Right, so here now we've started to put a greater emphasis. I remember in my family. May 20th was just as big as the 4th of July, mm. right? It was a holiday, right. and the whole community felt that sense. Mm. Like I said, in your churches, the community center in that neighborhood, you know, all of that, I mean, it, it even informed our commerce. That's right. Because you were making, you were making, you were buying, making, making intentional purchases associated with May 20th. What this Southside Festival is doing and what we're going to do in our schools on May 20th will help 
to be a part of what I would like to describe as a secession plan such that subsequent generations will not lose sight of it. And the activities that we're creating now, the purposeful and intentional input by businesses and our local governments and local local, uh, anchor institutions will help us to sustain this beyond today. Now, I think the Juneteenth, I think that is great as a national observance. I don't think we can spend enough time observing this epic moment where we as a nation for a bright spot, as they describe in Camelot, for this bright spot realized, saw the humanity in all of us as Americans. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important now. Because because it took the entire nation to recover its senses and to see the the, the, the implications of servitude mm-hmm. and holding on to these ends. They were never slaves. They were enslaved yeah. people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's something else we'll communicate as a part of this celebration. Mm-hmm. But then everybody realized we had to come to their aid. And then, regrettably, when Reconstruction ended, Human hatred then showed its ugly face again. Mm-hmm. Our children, all children, must know this history mm-hmm. that we were all on the same page during Reconstruction such that they don't let that type of activity rise its head again. Mm-hmm. And that's why this is so important. And if we have this type of purposeful and intentional instruction provided our young people and our community, we know that this festival uh, Mr. Thomas will endure and won't die on the vine, but will last long beyond our lifetimes. Yes. Well said. And your thoughts, Mr. Thomas, again, to see this revive, yes. to re-energize. I, you know, because we we worked really hard to make this happen, you know, back in the days, you know, there, like I said, the first emancipation program we had was like in, in 1976. Mm-hmm. And that was the first one. And it was like just for one day. I mean, just like Ms. Henry mentioned, it spread it into a whole week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also we, we got we got with the with the um, the muse the Tallis Museum dealing with um, with uh, the Knott's House because that's where the Emancipation actually was read on May twentieth at the steps of the Knott's House. We started having a program there just to reenact that 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 uh, historical event. And it just from that point we they, they start serving dinner I mean, as far as lunch. I mean, just made a big event out of it. And uh, we we would have sometimes the uh, the the drummers. They used to have what they call a emancipation drum line, and then we would get we would get uh, members from from the Hills family off of Centerville Road would come over and play the drums, and you know we just did a lot of different activities that tried to bring this back to life. And I'm just glad to hear that so many things now are really coming about it, and even celebrating a day now just for, emancip- for uh, emancip- May 20th, Emancipation Proclamation. But as they say, and I, and I love the idea of, 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 um, of what uh, our um, school board rep mentioned, uh, that uh, it's, they're putting it more in, back into the schools because even though when the Emancipation was actually signed in January 1st in uh, 1863, and it was just because of the word getting to the South so slow, and they didn't want, and they didn't want to know that the slaves was freed because that was their prior possessions. So they didn't want to let them know. So it was like I said on May twentieth here at the Knotts House, but it was actually read in the in the slaves was that been free from that point. So they, things like that our kids need to know about it. Not only just our kids, a lot of our dust don't know That's about right. it. That's so right. you know That's we right. need to make sure that we don't get lost out there and don't forget that history because it is history. 
And, 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 and let me tell you, as there is a purposeful movement yeah. to whitewash history, Tom, Ooh, right, to do away with our history Indeed. and then make these false narratives regarding CRT being taught in our schools, mm-hmm. we in Leon County Schools take great pride in the fact that we are an exemplar school district, which means that we make a purposeful effort to ensure that our history instruction and curriculum is reflective of the entire diaspora of the American experience, Mm -hmm. the good, the bad, and the ugly. And as they say, and it may sound cliche, but it is legitimate and true, People who know their history will then no longer repeat the same mistakes of generations before them. That is why this festival is so important. Because here now, all of it comes together in one... The the illumination, the excitement, the enlightenment. That's why it's a renaissance. This enlightenment, though you slay me, we're going to still know... The Listen. truth. That's right. Mm-hmm. Somebody. I'm sorry. What's important, Tom, with what he's saying is that it all goes back to identity. Yeah. Right? Yes. The story that people call CRT, that's our identity. Mm-hmm. You know, the struggle is our identity. The stories of what has happened to us is our identity. I think of the stories about Bond Elementary School, how Bond Elementary School was a concept. It was a certified educational institution that was housed in three churches in Bond. Mm-hmm. Two women, uh, Miss Tooks and Miss Williams, gathered the whole community together to be able to get over 800 children. And it grew to such proportion that it made it necessary for the local school exactly. district to be able to respond with the resources necessary right. to build a school. But that was through citizen advocacy. Yes. So when we talk about the soul of Southside, that's what we're talking about, an identity that despite the 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 lack of resources despite the something not being there mm-hmm. we're going to make it happen yeah. despite inequities being present we're going to shore up our own equities we're going to make it happen for our community in such a way that our government has to respond yeah. and that's the soul of southside that's what needs a soundtrack that's what needs a, a, a comprehensive uh, detail for storytelling. That's the story we tell. Yes. Joe Thomas has a story about how he helped make the pool at Walker Ford free for the kids at Walker Ford. Why? Because the children in the shadow of the pool couldn't afford to go to the pool. Mm. So you got mm. people who are breaking down barriers within the context of their community and they're doing it not because it's sexy or because they want to be famous. They're doing it because it's right. Right. Yeah. So the spirit of this festival is doing and perpetuating now and in the future, celebrating the past and embracing and, and, and celebrating the future. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. And bringing it to the attention of a community that in many instances would not know yes. that history not know. unless Absolutely. they right. took part in and it. And, and, and let me share real quickly, too. I mean, even though when we were, there was problems getting health care mm-hmm. the, on the south side. Yes. When we had one doctor Dr. Richardson, yes. he decided to go and, 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 and recruit other doctors right. to volunteer right. to come over to that center to right. donate so many hours per week yes. so that we could have health care there in that community. And it bridged out from now. We got one of the biggest health care centers there is, That's the right. Bond Community health, health Center. You know, I, I know this because I served on the board of directors for them for, for about 12 years. Right. And was able to work with them and work through that. Those, those, a lot of those mm-hmm. challenges. So I'm just saying, there, like she said, there are things that 
People had to do on the South Side. We made it happen. We didn't have a lot of money at first, but we made it happen. And then after we after our government and so forth, they, they could see the the need and the progress that we was we was not gonna give up, they joined, they decided to join us. And that's where we came up with a lot of the great programs we have now on the South Side. And when you left the board, Brother Thomas, that's why I get I get misty when I get in his presence, right? Because I realize the debt I owe him. When I would then join the board years later, when we got ready to move from what used to be Sub One Plaza, That's owned right. by the school, formerly owned by Dr. Sybil Mobley, and mm-hmm. then uh, donated to Florida a University, when we moved, because we 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 had expanded our programs beyond space. that space, yeah. one of the things we had people like Joe Thomas and Gloria Anderson That's and right. Joe Webster on the board who say, yeah, we may move, but we can't move from the south side. Mm. So we were intentional in making certain that it's that our although we might need a bigger space, mm. we wanted to make certain that our footprint stayed in that side of town. And That's then right. we made a point to make certain that it was on the bus route. That's right. Because we knew that transportation was a barrier for families and accessing health care. So all of that comes together. So yeah. when I talk about standing on the shoulders of giants, yeah. these stories need to be told yes, such that it can quicken subsequent. You know, you, we, there's a word we like to use, quicken, right? That it quickens people. That means that means you shocked. You jarred, right? <laughs> that they might be quickened right. to be responsive That's because right. they know from whence these activities and these programs and these anchor institutions that we may oftentimes take for granted yeah. that they started from ordinary people mm-hmm. who wanted to do extraordinary things to serve their extraordinary neighbors that they yeah. love. Yeah. And Joe Thomas, as we were talking out in the lobby before this began, the young people especially, many of whom may have lost hope, may have lost faith, who believe nothing can be done. I can't do anything because you know of circumstances that I find myself in. These stories can ignite a remarkable future for these yes, young people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything yeah. can be done if you work together with the people around you who have, you know, common interests and right. common ground with you. It can be done. Absolutely. And and, and as we were, like I said, as we were talking about earlier, is that it's so important that we get more of our parents involved. Mm-hmm. We need to get our parents involved to the point of giving our kids more direction because that's where I think a lot of our problems are lying there because we, they don't have that 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 training that's necessary for them to be successful even in the classroom once they even get into to middle school. I hear so many young kids now get suspended from school. I never heard of that before. Mm. When I was coming up, people said, yeah, you got suspended all right. When you got home, there was something being expended. But, you know, we don't we don't have that kind of discipline anymore. And kids now they just do what they like to do. And if they don't want to go to school, mama, the, the mother, the parents ask them, now, do you want to go to school? We have a choice, you know. So I'm just saying these are the things that we need to make sure that we still continue to try to get into our parents. And I'm a strong believer until we get those parents to start teaching their kids the correct way, even if it's in the church. They still got to get out there and do what they need to do, you know, and, and teach them, you know, don't try to be their friend all the time. You know what I'm saying? Be the parent. Because we want to make sure our kids don't get mad with us. and they, yeah. I don't care about my when, I, when my kids was growing up. I didn't care if they got mad because they are going to do what I say. It was under my roof. <laughs> and that's what I've done to my mom and dad's roof. Right. So that's what I was brought up with. 
But I'm just saying that, like you said, we just our kids. We can make it happen, but we just gonna have to do it as a, as a group. And this is why I just love about this festival because I know what it used to do. Even when we had the emancipation program, we would bring all the entities, the, the parents, the kids, you know, the grandparents. Everybody wanted to come out and enjoy the festival. So we got to let them know that we still have that same impact with this program here. And and I just think it's a great thing, and it's gonna it's gonna happen and make things really nice over there in, our, in, the, in the South Side. And 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 one other thing I want to share real quick. I know when we was working, one, like we said with the South Side Coalition, that there was a there was a, a task given to us as far as uh, trying to find out uh, why we was having so much crime in our, in the South Side. One thing that we found out because we went back and requested from the from the, from the, from the sheriff department as well as the police department to give us a report as to what was the address of the individuals who was causing the problems, who causing the crime. Believe it or not, a lot of them was not residents of the South Side. They came in from other areas, from other little cities, like surrounding cities, and they was, they, were, they was committing crime on the South Side. So it just seemed as if, oh, all of the residents over there are just causing a lot of the crime. But it was not those individuals. And we were able to get that out to the community. We noticed the difference in a lot of the attitudes that was going on as well. Because as long as they felt they were saying that people were doing bad things, that's what they'd done. And one one thing that we knew that was important was that with our media, the, the, the TV stations and people coming out want to do stories. Don't just come in the community to identify the bad things. We have some great things going on in that community. Also publicize that as well. you know. And when we started, we, we just had to let them know that because they only wanted to come over when somebody was uh, shot or robbed or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we had... Programs and kids being successful in school, you know, earning scholarships. Some of them wound up going to the NFL, all kind of right there out of the South Side. But they never did publicize that as much as they would negative stuff. Well, those stories are going to be part and parcel between this Saturday, the 14th, and Saturday, the 22nd, with Great the schedule. soul of the South Side. Quick, uh, from anybody, where do you go to find out more? Because there's so much that's going to be going on. I want to direct everyone to our website, which is SOSFestTLH.com. The whole schedule is there. Register for everything that you want to come to. And we look forward to serving you. Nicole Edwards, Daryl Jones, Joe Thomas, of course, uh, Doc Baker, and Christy Henry. It has been an honor and a joy to have you all on to talk about the upcoming Soul of the Southside Festival. Thank you all, and we will see you at the festival. Thank you for having us. WFSU presents Perspectives, and our technical assistance comes from Taylor Cox, Lydell Rawls, back on the interconnects and kim kelling our executive producer i'm tom flanagan and upcoming perspectives will provide a preview for the village squares next program we'll tell you more later